Welcome to Raw and Real, the his and hers look at life and business with Paul Snell and Lindsay Burden. The podcast that questions the norm, discusses the topics that matter, and reality checks the latest trends. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of our podcast, Raw and Real, His and Hers, Look at Life and Business, and I'm joined by the amazing Lindsay Burden, and today we have a real, really good subject to pull apart. We're going to have fun with this, Lindsay. It's, uh, does age matter? So, Lindsay, that's a big question, and I've not even allowed you to say hello yet. Hello, Paul. I'm, I'm laughing to myself at age matter. I mean, between us, I was just thinking we have over 100 years. I think that's pretty impressive. Does age matter? It's you're absolutely right. It's such a massive topic. It's a big one. It's a juicy one, and and possibly a little bit controversial for us. I think so. But does age matter? I, I guess for people, the simple answer is no. <laughs> However, it, it's a challenge, isn't it? Because I, love, I think about myself, you know, I was a pretty late bloomer. I didn't meet my husband till I was 39. I didn't have my first child till I was 42. The second one, I was 44, somewhere in between of that. I think I started the business. So I was pretty late to it all. So does age matter? No, you can do absolutely anything you like and put your mind to. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed wholeheartedly. As you quite rightly point out, we sit here with 100 years plus of life uh, between us. It's just this astonishing thought, really, because I'm sitting there going, 100 years? Good grief. We don't but, look it. We don't. Yeah, no, well, we, we definitely don't. Um, but you're right. I think fundamentally, no is the answer. Does age matter? And there is a big but, and we're going to go, do the but, right? If we look at a bunch of contexts here, let, let's first let's pick apart a business one, Lindsay, um, you and I both coach, you and I both train and mentor. And so we're very passionate about that. And so there is a big question around that, Lindsay, and then, then we can perhaps spin it and look at it from a different angle. Yeah. One of the first ones for me, uh, and certainly in my experience of coaching, is whether or not I would or could coach someone of a much younger age. And, I, and what I'm talking about here is, probably someone in their mid to early 20s, is that somebody, that person, someone that I would feel suitably comfortable coaching from this grand old age that I am at 55 and be able to relate to them? And I have to tell you, I find it a challenge. Yeah, um, it's a shame no one could see me because I've got this massive grin on my face and I'm just nodding away. Because you're so right, it is a challenge. and. I think it's a challenge for, no, I think, I know, it is a challenge for a number of reasons. And the first one came to mind then was actually we grew up in a different time. So our whole outlook is different, ethos, values, perhaps. So we're already disadvantaged in some mm. ways. Equally, I think a, a younger person, their whole life, isn't it? I mean, it's all on the phone. Everything's quicker. Everything's faster. It's that. I want it now. Mm. And I find that a bit of a struggle. 
Um, certainly find social media a whole, I just find all of that exhausting, but they live their lives through it. Mm. So that question is around, could we, would we coach someone who's younger? I really think it would be a challenge. And I think it goes back to, would they fit our ideal client in other ways? But honestly with you, I think it might be a real struggle. What about you? I'm, I'm sort of torn on it, really. I, I, I do. I think, I think um, for me, the connection part. Yeah. Um, I, I, you, you know, you describe how our day-to-day lives, without being very specific on what that is, are so very different. You know, when we were in our early 20s, there were no uh, mobile phones readily available uh, the internet was still really, really slow and, and not so much. Um, so so we, I think we struggled to relate a wee bit. But then I'm going to caveat that and go, but how then do young people learn? Outside of the academia part of that, of textbooks and, uh, and research, how do they learn about life's um, challenges, elements? You see... I spent a lot of my time and, and still do mentoring rather than coaching or mentoring rather than training. And that is the ability to share life's experiences, both personally and business, in a way that allows the mentee to perhaps understand where uh, mistakes and um, pitfalls could lie and how they could perhaps navigate those better. So I, I am sort of torn on it in one respect in relating to, in connecting with, uh, um, you know, someone under 25. And, you know, I've got four kids and a bunch of them are in that 20 to 25-year-old mark. I love um, the way you say a bunch of them. At <laughs> times, it feels like I've got thousands, I'm afraid, Lindsay. <laughs> um, but in the same, in the very same way, I find myself torn because I, I would mentor them. I would want them to understand. We do that with our kids anyway, don't we, really? They call it parenting. But the reality is we're sharing life's experiences and and hoping that they don't fall down the same holes that perhaps we fell down uh, and how that could be useful. They don't always listen, in my experience. Uh, you know, the idea of giving advice is one thing. Telling them is another. Yeah. So so I, I am sort of torn on this. And from that context, my I guess my conclusion, uh, and it's not it's, it's up for debate, it's not implicit, is that connecting with somebody at whatever age, if I'm coaching them or mentoring them, is critical. If there is a disconnect, in other words, let, let's try and I'll try and come up with an example here, Lindsay. Let's just say I'm going to mentor or coach a 22-year-old uh, TikTok influencer. You crazy fool. <laughs> exactly. I, I don't even know where to begin. I don't even know what to say. TikTok to me is this, uh, uh, being very controversial, is this mindless time spent watching 20-second videos and you turn around and it's three hours later. Where does all that go? And what, what have I got out of that other than I perhaps know how to make some super-duper um, air-fried something or other? that I never knew about in the first place. So uh, that, that's the scenario where I, I would honestly struggle. I, 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 I'll be brutally honest with you. I know lots of people go, oh, come on, Paul. You know, life is life. There's lessons to be had there. But I'll tell you what, unless you connect with people, unless there is that 
awareness that one, that you have a, a relationship in a coaching or mentoring context that is reciprocal and is respectful. I don't say you can do that. Now, I really, really, and I really, really, really agree with you. I think there was a song there somewhere. <laughs> I agree with you, Paul. But something was coming to mind when you were talking, and it was that, and I don't know about you, but I really feel a responsibility to the young people of the world, um, whether that world is our own small world, you know, our own young people, but our local communities. And it really would be a privilege and an honour to coach someone in their 20s. And I could almost get excited about it and think, oh, what a privilege and honour that would be. And you and I know, and you've said it several times already, coaching is a relationship. There has to be a connection. So I don't think we would be unable to coach someone definitely wouldn't be able to coach a TikTok influencer because we would be lost completely, let's be honest. I think there is a real, it would be a privilege and honor. And I think there is an ability for us to coach someone of any age. I think it would depend on their business. It would depend on them as a person. And you'd have to have the connection, the alignment to make that relationship work because it is a two-way street, absolutely. But yeah, when you were talking, I was going, oh, wouldn't it be incredible though? to help somebody really become mm-hmm. who they are going to be and, and be part of that journey. I don't know about you, but I always say it's an honour and a privilege to be a coach anyway. Mm. To work with someone that's young, that would be pretty incredible, wouldn't it? It, it would, it would. And, and, and so I think what I'm hearing here, Lindsay, uh, in this context of, uh, you know, does age matter, is, is pretty subjective. It is. Right? There, there is no absolute answer to that other than i think what we're concluding is connection stroke relationship is important if if that cannot or does not exist or or or, uh cannot be created to exist then i think it's incredibly difficult now you you could argue that that's the case in any coaching relationship i just happen to think it's even more the case when you have two very disparate uh contexts of age you know, we said earlier, um, no mobile phones when we're in our early 20s or the Internet really wasn't much of a thing back then. So our way of of um, doing social media was to go and meet people. Right. That's the social media as we got. Um, so now if I'm if I were to try and coach a TikTok influencer, they might look at me blankly and go, how can I possibly work with this chap? I, I, I do agree. I think context is important. I think connection is important. I am always super, super honoured to be helping younger people become all that they want to be. I think that's an amazing thing to be able to do. It's a real gift to be able to do with someone. However, uh, I can't help but go, um, whoever listening to this, if you're listening to this and thinking about being a coach or you are a coach and who your ideal client might be, I think what we're saying, Lindsay, is do anything. Just bear in mind that there will be differences and how you circumnavigate, get over, go through those differences to create that relationship is going to be key. Paula, I'm not quite sure if if you're going somewhere with this conversation, but there's something coming up and I feel I need to put it Yes, you you wouldn't be wrong. (laughs) If I may, because I was just thinking... We're talking about the 
the us in our our maturer years living our best lives coaching someone who is at the you know the very start when we look for coaches and mentors etc how would we feel or could we would we work with someone who is much much younger yeah and i know personally i would struggle Mm. I would struggle for many of the reasons that we've talked about anyway. And I'm not sure I could be, because I do find it hard. I was saying to to you, wasn't I, earlier that um, someone had contacted me on LinkedIn about the podcast and how they could help. And I just felt that they were really young. And and I was just like, I'm not sure how you can help me because your whole life is different. Yeah. And the energy levels, Lindsay, we mentioned earlier. Yeah. Goodness me. And it brings us back to that question, doesn't it? Uh, or not the question, but what we were talking about bef- when we were sort of catching up before we started is, you know, yes, there are 24 hours in the, in the day. And we all have 24 hours in the day, but we don't have the bloody same 24 <laughs> hours in a day. It's completely different, and that's the same for anyone, no matter your age. Actually, as as you age and you bring on new responsibilities, or you know you, your life circumstances change, you don't have twenty four hours that belong to you. You certainly don't, and circumstances have a huge role to play in this. Um, uh, you know, let's not. I don't want to get into stereotyping anybody here, but. You know, if uh, and and it's interesting. Actually, this is an interesting point. It's just come to my mind. This is an interesting point because often I look at very young people, early twenties, who want to carve out a particular career, uh, and they are at that point in a number of cases because these things are not black and white. In a number of cases, probably, probably still living at home without many responsibilities, let's just get fairly general here, other than themselves. And they are able to commit time and effort and flexibility into carving out that career. They can be super focused. They can be solely committed to that one thing that they could turn into that super career. You know, my eldest daughter went to university. She knew exactly what she was gonna do. And she had no responsibilities either than paying for some food. She's got all the university debt. We'll put that aside for now. But but she's um, paying for food and where she lived. Everything else was flexible. Everything else was fluid. And then I sit there and think, wow, you know, here I am in my mid-50s. I would love to become whatever. Let's say a brain surgeon. I, I don't, but you know what I'm trying to say. Um, and the, the reality to that is I sit there and go, right. What, what resource in myself, time, effort, all the other things, expense, have I got to learning something for the next seven years, let alone my age, next seven years, and commit to that solely as a focus? I don't have it. And I'm gonna, we're going to have people who are going, oh, Paul, if you really wanted it enough, you could find it. I, unless you're sitting in my shoes and aware of my views on commitment you know i have four lovely children 
Uh, and as far as I'm concerned, their success and their their happiness is a huge thing for me. Um, I'm no longer in a position, as I perhaps were in my early 20s, where I could just go, stuff it. I, I don't need anything else. I can just follow this one thing. So when you talk about time, Lindsay, I think context. I think the point in life. I think responsibilities in life, because sometimes things happen to us that you're not responsible for, but you can only be responsible how you respond. And sometimes those things are significant. You know, there are many stories, many, many scenarios where I hear about young mums, single mums, who say whatever happens, their kids are the top of the list, always will be, and that's their priority and everything else sits around that. There's my my view on this idea we all have 24 hours. You just don't. No. And it is a struggle for me because I was thinking, well, yes. So one of the things I say is, okay, how do we make the best use of the time that you do have or the best use of the time that you want to put into your business? And while you were talking there, talking about becoming a brain surgeon, I'm very excited about this new career move of yours. I was thinking, you know, they will say there's a book in everyone. I, I, I've started a book a long, long time ago, and I've got a couple of um, online coaching things at the moment that I work because I'm always learning. And I'm like, God, I've set myself a you know high expectation to get two things finished and done and over the line. And I'm a bit like, is that expectation of yourself quite high? And I know that I can make time. And this is the challenge, isn't it? We can make time, and it is about a choice, how we use our time. But when you're using limited time, that's where the challenge comes. Mm. And, and somebody out there might be saying, well, Lindsay, instead of sitting in front of the TV at night after your kids have gone to bed, why don't you do it then? Because that's my time with my husband. Because my kids don't, you know, they're old and um, they don't go to bed that early. And that's the challenge, isn't it? Because as our children have got older, we have left time to ourselves. And that's very much part of what we do. So again, it's that, yes, there is time, but actually I'm not willing to give up that time because that's precious. I, I think that's a big point to make here. When people say we all have the same 24 hours, don't we? And look at Richard Branson. Uh, I, I think I think a major thing for this is what we consider value with our time. And, and I have to say, there are some things that happen in life that are unplanned that become a major factor that determines the time we use and what we use it on. But But when I hear the phrase, oh, we all have the same 24 hours, I groan internally rather than confront externally. Uh, because I feel that's an unjust, a very unjust perspective to take yes. when we have these, we have our own view and responsibilities of what time means to us, right? You know, as a, as a business owner, I think we can all sympathize with business owners out there that work crazy hours, that sacrifice, sacrifice. And as we've said before, Lindsay, in a previous episode, if we don't start enjoying life at this point, I don't know whether getting to a point and then deciding life is enjoyable is a wise approach, right? But if we've got business owners out there, and we're all business owners, you and I, and, and there will be many in our, in our listeners' audience, um, that, that simply say, what have, what have I got to sacrifice then to get these 24 hours you talk about? And that's a problem for me. Um, 
I was on a mailing list of somebody. I, I, I can remember, but I'm not naming and shaming. A guy from America. And I haven't unsubscribed because of this, but he sent me this article or this email one day and it was about you know getting up uh, I don't know it must have been something to do with Hal Elrod and the miracle morning or whatever it's called <clears throat> it was like you know I get up at this time and I do this and I do this and do this and he, you know I get it get up at 5 a.m I am gonna get those hours I am gonna be nailing it I won't be because I'm not good at that time in the morning but anyway <laughs> I, I emailed him back not expecting an answer, but you know, sometimes, you know, I'm one of like however million on his mailing list, five message back and I went, your email today has really made me laugh. I don't quite know how I'm supposed to do all of that. I said, to do all of the you have suggested and get my children to school, I'm going to have to get up before I go to bed. Do you know what? He came back to me and he said, yes, this is quite an old email that I have rewrote. I now have children and I totally hear you. Then send the email. Wow, that's that's. Do you know that's that's fascinating, isn't it? I mean, that I, I got to be careful not to go off on a tangent here. Got to stay focused. But the that that is a fascinating context, isn't it? How and and this joins up. This is a segue. Um, how how people how life experiences can change people's view of things. And particularly when it's a very public view of things. So if someone writes a book or has a podcast or, or any training from and they do it from their perspective at that time. Right. It's almost a bit like, you know, you get the social media influencers who say, if you just do these five things, you'll grow your audience and make a million pounds. And, and then within six months, all that's changed because algorithms and technology all changes. So whenever someone writes designs instructs whatever uh, about a thing of life and then have an experience that changes that view and they then have to reevaluate that thing isn't that interesting because at what point in life then do you have the right answer about time age and at what point do you check your evergreen content before sending it out again yeah, I, you raise a really interesting question there. It, no, it's an observation that you're making, and we've touched on it again and again. It's perception. It's about yeah. your reality. It's about where you are in this moment, and things will always change. Yeah. We cannot stand still. You would use as much energy to stand still in your business as you would to grow it. So... It's natural evolution. It's always yeah. changing. We're always changing. And you know what? That's okay. Mm. It's okay to change your mind. And it's okay to start seeing things differently because of your experience. Yeah. That's, you know, what we're talking about, isn't it? That that coaching and life, etc. It's about experience, mm. which leads me to another question, Paul. I'm not sure where you're going with this today, but hang fire because I've got another really important question. So we were talking earlier about would we be coached by somebody younger? Yes. But if we don't say yes to that younger person, how are they going to get the experience that they need to be the incredible coach that they can be? I think that's a sideline. But it was certainly coming to us like, how are we going to help that person, you know, particularly if they're a coach? And we're saying you don't have the experience, the life experience, the business experience, well, yeah, how are they going to get business experience, coaching experience, if people don't say yes to them? 
you, you've very succinctly moved into the exact place I was hoping we'd get to. <laughs> That's genius. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I get challenged by it, Lindsay. I get challenged by two things, uh, and they're almost opposites. Um, you're right. How, how can you go from being this young person with an intention to, to succeeding with something if always time is an issue, if that time bit is the measure, right? There's my first challenge. And it's, it's a bit like whenever you're on LinkedIn or any social media platform um, and, and people say, right, put up your testimonials, right? Social proof. People love social proof. And you go, what if you haven't got any? What if you're just starting and you don't have any social proof? How do you get over that hump, right? It's the same, same context when I sit there and go, my challenge with being a young person who wants to coach on business or life or any aspects of in between, how do you do that confidently from a place of experience when experience can only happen over time. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I wrestle with that because, uh, and I, I don't just wrestle with that in, as a view of, of people in general. I wrestle with it for myself. I wrestle with if I want to get somewhere and everyone's saying, but you just need to share your journey. What if I've not got on the journey yet? How do I get there? And so I, I agree with you. I think I, I feel wholeheartedly for young people who want to do something amazing as coaching. I really do, because it's an incredible thing to do. But outside of technical expertise, you know, that's knowledge. As I, I think I said before we jumped on this, my brother decided to have children on the back of reading a book and deciding that was sufficient to bring up children. Um, <laughs> he learned that lesson, let me tell you. Um, uh, how, you know, I'll be interested in your view on this, Lindsay. I don't like the idea of, of having this view that goes, how do you coach someone my age if you're in your early 20s? How, how do you do that without all the experience? And I sit there going, you're telling me business is like this. And I'm going, yeah, but how many years have you been playing in this pond? How many years have you been doing this? I, I struggle with that. Yeah, and no, I would agree with you. I would certainly struggle with it. So for any would-be coaches out there in their early 20s, go get a job because that, <laughs> that is where the groundwork happens. Isn't it? Well, certainly for me, it has been in the, the jobs that I've done, Ooh. experience I've had running other businesses, running charities. That That's where that experience, working for local government, there's a whole podcast there. Um, <laughs> all of those things, it, I was, so I would say get a job that is where that life experience comes from and and of course we should add this sort of caveat i guess that you know this is a generalization because there are young people out there who you know are entrepreneurs from a very very young age i mean not to um give any promotion at all to a drink so i'm not going to mention it but it is a real bugbear in my house this drink is being traded in the playground so you can buy this drink for about two pounds sometimes two pound twenty but between two and three pounds it is being traded at 15 pounds yeah you can buy an empty bottle with nothing in it for a fiver now <clears throat> while i struggle with it 
as a parent and is driving me around the twist. I admire the entrepreneurial people out there who are good. And that they're young people who are actually, there is another guy that come, I should be a bit careful. Another guy comes into my daughter's school. You want sweets? He's got bags of the stuff. He goes and buys it, he brings it into school, da da, making them raw in trade. That's smart. You know, that is entrepreneur. That is your Alan Sugar of yeah. the And so there are incredible young people, really incredible young people, mm. who are absolutely on that entrepreneurial journey and will be getting their experience from a very, very young age. Yeah, you're right. You, you are right. Um, and I don't. I don't disagree with any of that. And, and it's it's the start of an amazing journey and you describe it as a journey. Um, but I think that's where some of the challenges are. I can remember when I first started coaching, I coached someone, you know, I, I would have been 35 and I coached someone in their 60s who started a business. They wanted to, uh, it was to do with um, double glazing. It wasn't double glazing salesperson, but um, it was to do with double glazing. Uh, and they wanted some help and support for that. Uh, and they wanted some business coaching. And I have to tell you, it was a disaster. Mm. Uh, and I, looking back, I think it touches on the thing we mentioned a short while ago about uh, the reverse. In other words, how do we coach a young person? And it was connection. Mm. All, all I had with this chap was um, the fact that he felt that while I knew my stuff technically, I really didn't understand life. Mm. Uh, and and that, was my, that was my challenge. So anything we discussed, he saw it from a place of inexperience and naivety. You know, it's like you can read a book, but you don't really know until you do it. So I, I think, Lindsay, in this context, and we, we, we love to talk and we're rapidly running out of time, as usual, when we do our podcast, I think if we were to summarize both of these contexts, uh, and it's been interesting to chat about a coaching theme because there'll be coaches that listen to this. If we, if we summarize this, whether it's a young person coaching an older person or an older person coaching a young person, there, is a, there seems to be a common theme, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. And that common theme is when there is respect, when there is connection, when there is relationship, then so much can happen irrespective of this difference right absolutely i, I think am, am i am i getting that right i believe you are you have said all the words that really float my boat and get me excited you know when i can meet somebody it is about connection it's about getting excited for them and it's about seeing how a relationship can develop and 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 feel and know that you can help someone and actually their age does not matter Mm. now i <clears throat> we do create avatars buyer personas i don't call them either, either of those things it's a five-star client policy in my business and age isn't on that yeah and it's not on there because age doesn't really matter to me it will be about the business it will be about the connection it will be can i get excited about their business can i see what is possible for them can i see how i can help them and and go on that journey now, age may play a part in my decision making, but I don't believe it will be solely on age. It will be on all of the other things before I get to that bit. I, I think that's nicely summarised, Lindsay. Um, you, you know what? Uh, I, I think just as coming to an end of this episode, uh, I think it's fair to say this. If you're young and you want to be a coach, go for it. 
Yeah. Listen, I'm I'm in full admiration of anyone who wants to take on a passion such as coaching. It's by no means the easiest uh, career or business to start, but if you're passionate about it and you're prepared to go on the journey, so you're prepared to put the time, effort, hours, weeks, months, years in, then then that is a tremendous thing to do. Uh, and, and same the other way around, I'm, I'm going to stick my hand up and go, do you know what? I probably would like to have a chat with this TikTok influencer and just, <laughs> just see where that conversation goes. Because ultimately, I don't think age matters. And I know you don't either. And so I want to encourage anyone listening to this is, yes, there could be ageism. Yes, there can be one or two challenges. But if you really connect, if you really want to have that relationship, if you really want the outcome of engaging at a mentoring or coaching level, then there is no barrier to that. Right. And so, Lindsay, uh, I hope that summarized it well. I think we've concluded age really doesn't matter. Um, I think it's probably time we wrap this episode up. So I'm, I'm going to ask you, is there any final point you want to make on this one, Lindsay? No, I think you've really, you've brought it together um, beautifully as, as always. The only thing I would add to that, it's not whatever you want to do in life, age doesn't matter. Mm. And just one final thing for all those TikTok influencers out there, please do get in touch with Paul. He's dying to speak. <laughs> Thanks, Lindsay. No, that's marvellous. Listen, anyone listening, if you're listening to this podcast and you would like to know more about what, Lindsay or uh, I do, then you'll find our, our website details on the description of the podcast. Uh, the, all the information's there, otherwise we repeat ourselves on every episode. So feel free and go and have a look. We would love to talk to you. If you've got any questions or any thoughts, just get in contact with us. We're always happy to, to perhaps chat our through on a future episode. But for now, Lindsay, thank you once again for joining, uh, joining me on this episode. I love what we do. And maybe next time we have a, another subject that we can be raw and real with. But in the meantime, for me, it's goodbye. And for me, it's goodbye. And thank you, Paul, for leading this episode. See you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for joining Lindsay and Paul for this episode of Raw and Real, the his and hers look at life and business. The podcast for solopreneurs, entrepreneurs and owners of small and medium-sized businesses who want to experience success in their way and without burning out.